And welcome once again to This Week in MCU, the after show talking all things Marvel Cinematic Universe and beyond. Who knows? I'm Kurt, and with me, as always, is Sunraven. Hey. Wait, wait, what, what's beyond? What are we doing beyond? Ah, who knows, man? <laughs> with all these realities coming with Doctor Strange, who knows what's beyond? Yeah. <laughs> More spiders. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, um, do we have any news? No. Well, we probably do, but it's nothing good. You know, it's weird. They're dropping more and more like 30 second trailers. Yeah. For for I mean there's a new there's a new Doctor Who trailer. That was that was interesting. Doctor Who or Doctor Strange? Uh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> there's also probably a new Doctor Who uh, trailer because uh, there's a new special coming up pretty soon, pretty soon. So, I I don't, I don't think I've seen the trailer for it yet, but you know, it's probably there. Uh, no, I meant Doctor to Strange. Yeah, because uh, we actually we we did a rewatch of uh, uh, No Way Home last night. Ah, so he he's on my on my brain. Yep. Um, which is still the best thing in MCU, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, it was very good, <laughs> very very good. Um, yeah the 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 newest Doctor Strange trailer seems to definitely show Billy and Tommy. Yep. They they show Scarlet Witch with a very thick accent. Even though she only says a few words, you can tell. Like yeah, it's a you, very I, thick accent. I definitely heard it there. <laughs> yeah. So um, all right, uh, and she she specifically calls out. Well, I don't know if he, if it's cast or not. We'll see if 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 it's in the in the movie. Well, right, because that's the other thing we've seen is they fake us out often. Yeah. in these trailers so. Um, so anyhow, I'm, I'm, I'm so excited for that movie. Uh, tickets, uh, apparently highest pre-sale tickets to date for an MCU movie. Nice. Is, I didn't know is, that. Is what I Although it I makes read. sense because even I went and bought one. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't, but that's because I, I know I'm not going to have a hard time getting a ticket. So, right. um, all right, cool. Uh, why don't we go ahead and jump into it? Uh, before we do though, uh, I did a little bit of digging around, and there was some speculation that remember in episode one when, when uh, Stephen woke up and he was on the hillside in front of a castle, but uh, but overlooking a village. Right. Yeah. So there was sp- some speculation that might be Latveria. Oh. Now I don't know why, except. The castle apparently looks familiar. That would be cool. That would be. I am not yet at all casting my vote that we're going to have a cameo. No, but, no, but... no, no, no. But <laughs> like, even if they just dropped a location like that in, or like, hey, by the way, we already showed this place. I will say, um... though, <laughs> I can't believe I'm even bringing this up. In the second episode, um, and we'll we'll get we'll get to the breakdown. But uh, there's there's a point where Harrow and Stephen are walking through uh, like his little commune, right? And there's a guy sitting up on the wall who's speaking something in Spanish, and his name is Victor. Uh-huh. his name is Victor. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Again, I don't think I don't think there's anything to that. I, but... I, I think that one might be a stretch. <laughs> 
So, all right, let's let's go ahead and jump into it. But before we do, if you want to follow us, you can follow us on twitch.tv slash VO by Kurt. Or subscribe to the podcast by going to anchor.fm slash this-week-in-mcu. Or just search for This Week in MCU wherever you get your podca- podcasts. At this point, we're kind of everywhere. Yay. If, if you have any comments, questions, suggestions, send an email to thisweekinmcu at gmail.com. And if you want to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts slash iTunes, you can. And we will read it live here in the show. All right. So episode two, entitled Summon the Suit. Uh, as always, we get a previously on, and that's fine. It's just highlights from, from the past week. Um, nothing major, uh, not like some of the other, uh, Marvel shows where they would use previously on to tell you who you were going to see in, in this episode. There's not enough characters really for that to be a big deal. Um, at least for right now. So, so it's just a regular previously on, and then we flip to the Marvel logo which we talked about last time. And we open the actual episode on the sounds of the fight at the end of the last episode in the bathroom with the Jackal and Moon Knight. Um, And we're staring at sand. Now, I presumed it was the sand from Steven's bedroom just because of the way it laid and, and, and everything. And, and it turns out that is what it was. But did you did you think it was some somewhere else when, when it came up? Uh, I didn't even think about it. Like, honestly, I saw it. I was like, oh, they're doing a callback and uh, uh, just kind of went with it. Yep. And I thought we were going to see this episode. I, th- I thought this episode was going to be the opposite. Of the first episode, where we see it all from Mark's perspective, it would have been pretty cool. It would have been cool. I still think there's a possibility they do it next ep- episode, but if they don't, then that we're not going to get it. I, I I'm convinced yeah. we're just not going to get it. So, um, so we get the close up of sand, and then Stephen wakes up like like he's had a nightmare. Jumps out of bed, runs, and face plants just because he's still shackled by the ankle. Which is, uh, we've seen that one in the preview, and oh my god, it looks painful it as looks all hell. Really painful. Um, he gets up and he looks in the mirror and asking if he's there. He's asking, you know, if if Mark's there, and nothing. There's nothing there. So we flip to an outside shot of him going into the museum, and finds the security dude, JB. And he's uh, he's like cordoning off a section of the museum, and apparently there was a lot of hubbub. Well, there was because we saw the whole fight and everything last week. So Mark uh, uh, Stephen says, "Hey, let me let's look at the footage. Uh, I got something to show you." And sure enough, Stephen's on the footage, but we see nothing else. There's <laughs> no jackal chasing him. Just him running through. Uh, some people said they saw like a ghostly artifact in the video. I watched Maybe. a couple times. I didn't. I didn't see it. I, I so I don't. I, I don't think it matters. Um, they just well, we do find out something about the invisibility aspect of it later. But um, but clearly, Conchu and the Jackal and all that mystical stuff is invisible to normal people. So. Yep. 
Mark, they well you know, on the security camera you see Mark because Mark had taken over walking out of the bathroom and staring right into the camera. The beauty of Oscar Isaac is that when he looks in the camera, you know that's not Steven. He he completely carries himself differently, and I think there's like he, like he's doing like an underbite thing with uh, when he's in uh, uh, in Stephen form. I don't care. He's brilliant at that. Like, yeah, he's like, doing something. He's doing something with with his jaw that the the face looks uh, slightly different. But his just his like confidence level as Mark versus his lack of confidence as Stephen. Yeah, absolutely. It just the way he does it makes it look like two different people. I mean, it's it's it really is pretty impressive. It's going to be interesting to see what happens if, and I think they will do this, if they introduce the Jake Lockley character. Yeah. Well, considering we we have Crawley in both of the episodes, and he actually like you know moves in this one. Well, and the suit, but we'll yeah. get to that. Um. All right. So. Um, we flip to Steven sitting in HR's office, and the HR dude's going, yeah, well, the museum really doesn't want to press any charges, but we're recommending uh, we, we're recommending these doctors. It's a really good group of doctors, and they're clearly psych doctors. Uh, it's, it's an agency that they recommend. Um, and I did a freeze frame on the pamphlet. There was nothing to show, really. Um, <clears throat> but they're clearly firing Steven. And they say, hey, do you have anything that's the museums? And he's going, no, no, I don't think so. I've got got everything. And to add insult to injury, and I can't believe they did this, they say, yeah, we're going to need your name badge. And it literally is just the name, the badge that says Steven. It, uh, yeah, it doesn't have any, any logos on it. It doesn't say anything about It's not the a key museum. card or says, anything. It just says Steven on it. Right. So, so he's losing everything to the, the to this thing that's going on, including his name. Including his name, exactly. So um, we flip to the living statue in gold, which is Crawley. Uh, he's credited as Crawley in in the in the credits. Um, refers to Bertrand Crawley from the comics, who was often an informant for Moon Knight. He did do the living statue thing um, in, the, in the comics, uh, but he was a homeless guy primarily. And usually uh, an informant for one of the other identities, Jake Lockley, who we've not seen yet. We, we're not sure if we will see him, but I bet we will. I bet that's going to be kind of a, Towards the end of the season, surprise uh, would be my guess. But surprise if it was earlier, just because we keep seeing uh, Crawley. Yeah, but I'm sure they're bring they're gonna bring in that form as well. Right, and the actor who plays Crawley is Stuart Hill, I think, and he does a brilliant job freezing. I mean, that's what he was doing was not easy. No. Um, although when uh, Stephen hugged him, he, his eyes did shift. You know, he shifted to the right, like to do a side right. eye at him. Um, but 
so he gets done talking with him and, and Steven tells him like everything. Like it, it it's kind of crazy, but okay. Well, I mean, the guy doesn't talk to anybody else. His whole shtick is about not moving and being a statue. Still, man. So he's not going to tell anyone. <laughs> That's a level of trust. I don't know. Right? Um, so, uh, so Stephen walks away and, you know, looks in his pockets. and He's got that, that flip phone and, from before, the, the Motorola Razor, and that key. And finds out that key is a storage locker key. And so he finds the place. Logos match up. He walks in. He goes, "Hey, uh, yeah. So I'm, I'm looking for my storage locker. Uh, my name is Stephen Grant, uh, but I might be signed up as Mark something because I don't have a last name for him." <laughs> and he goes, "Yeah, yeah. No, I recognize you. Uh, locker forty three. I was like, oh, "Okay." And he walks him to the locker, unlocks the locker, and goes in. And in the locker is a cot. And some clothes, and just it's like Mark's probably been living there. Yeah, um, I'm pretty sure that's against the rules. Yeah, it, it absolutely is You're against the rules. You're not supposed to live in the storage area. Right. However, Unit 43 outside, there's a QR code next to the number 43. Oh, that's the comic spot. That's the comic, and it's the same. It's the same URL from from last week, except now issue number 33 of Werewolf by Night is available. Um, nice. And they, you know, and Marvel did say that there's going to be new comics available each week. I'm hoping that they don't just do Werewolf by Night the whole time. I'm hoping they like give us a more modern Moon Knight comic at some point, and you know, just flip it around a little bit. But still, very cool. It's a great idea by Marvel to to do something like that. I really wish they had done that earlier with some of the other uh, shows, but. <clears throat> it's a nice little Easter egg. I like it. So yeah, so there's shelving, there's clothes, there's crates, etc., and probably where Mark goes to sleep is what I would expect. But then Stephen finds a duffel bag, and he opens it, and he finds a gun, which freaks him out. He finds cash, which is uh, there's some Chinese cash in there, and some U.S. cash in there, and a lot of it. And then he finds the passport, which is what kind of we've been waiting for, for Stephen to be able to understand things a little bit more. And the passport is for Mark Spector, as expected. Mark Spector was born on March 9th, 1987, which makes him 35 years old. Um, Youngster. He's, it's not the same age as Oscar Isaac. I, Oscar Isaac's older, but... Um, <clears throat> and he's from Illinois. Uh, so there's that. Uh, Does eighty-seven make him a millennial? Mm, I don't remember. I don't remember how yeah, far don't remember that works. Either, but I just wanted to complain about it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, the passport itself was issued on December eighteenth. I mean, December. I'm sorry, December of twenty eighteen. Now, why is this significant? It's significant because the blip happened in May of two thousand eighteen. Which means okay. Mark was not blipped. Right. Um, so, uh, so there's that. And uh, there's a there's an ID code in, on the passport that also says 1975, which happens to be the year that uh, Moon Knight was premiered in Werewolf. 
Um, I don't know. That was 1971. Might have been a different premiere then. But 1975, uh, unless that's actually Oscar Isaac's real birth date. I don't remember. So uh, it doesn't matter. He finds the scarab, though, in the duffel bag. And he touches the top of the scarab, and the wings come out. Now, I will say that in episode one, after... Remember when, when Stephen uh, kind of blacked out and came to, and then all the people that were after the scarab were were dead all around him on the ground? Yeah. <laughs> when he was holding the bloody scarab, the wings were out on that. Okay. So, But what we found out this time is that when he touched the top of the scarab and the wings came out... The scarab floated, and there's a disc that the scarab was on that remained in his hand. And it it floated, but it, it was as if it pointed somewhere. And we find out later what that is, but that's but we'll get there. And Mark starts talking in the reflection in the walls and says, Dude, you're in danger, but I can save us. Uh, go lie down in the cot and go to sleep. And Steve Steven asks, uh, what, what, No, what are you? And he goes, okay, I serve Conchu. I'm his avatar. And Steven's like, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Well, he's right. <laughs> right. But he starts panicking. And Steven says he's going to go to the authorities so he doesn't have to deal with it. He leaves the storage unit. The hallway lights go wacky. Conchu shows up in the hallway and starts chasing him down. Starts calling him a fool. Um... Steven runs out of the storage place, falls down in the street, and a scooter stops by him. It's Layla, who thinks it's Mark. Of course. And he's going, well, how'd you find me? And, and, and Steven recognized the voice. He goes, how'd you find me? And she goes, you turned on the phone. I tracked your phone because I thought that's what you wanted. I thought you were kidnapped or something. Um, kind of was, yeah. And she, but she, it's clear she lets on early that she knows about the suit. She knows about the Moon Knight thing, and she's Mark's wife. And Stephen is very confused. <laughs> Most of us were. Yeah. I wonder if the other personalities have any wives uh, hidden away somewhere. Well, it certainly seems like they're setting Mark up to be the primary identity. And yeah. who knows if that's real, but because <clears throat> we have to question everything, you <laughs> pretty much. Um, so Layla and Steven go to, up to his apartment, and Mark in the reflection is yelling at Steven, saying sh that Layla shouldn't be there. Layla's looking around, and she's confused because she sees the sand on the floor. She sees the shackle in the bed. And she's and remember, she thinks he's Mark. And she's not buying the accent. And she asked him if there was anybody, if, you know, if he was living with anybody. Um, and he, and he's, like, saying, no, there's, there's nobody. Um. And then she gives him some a stack of papers, which happens to be divorce papers that he'd asked for. Well, Mark had asked for. Because he's <laughs> a jerk. And Stephen's like going, I don't know what this is. What are you talking about? And Layla's confused. Mark's trying to get Stephen's attention. 
And he's going, don't show her the scarab. Don't show her the scarab. And Stephen is showing her what's in the bag. Um, Mark does, I mean, Stephen doesn't show her the scarab, but Layla starts going through the bag and she finds the scarab. And she and she knows that the scarab points to, she says, Amit's Ushtabi. Because oh, he says that uh, that it activated, right? Right. Like he picked it up and it activated and doesn't know where it's going. She says that it's it's a compass. Yeah. And and it points to Amit's Ushtabi. And I had to I had to figure out what that was because I had no idea. And an Ushtabi is a figure that is put at someone's tomb to kind of mark their tomb. Right. So it's the headstone. Right. So, uh, but it's usually, it, it, it usually appears to be like a statue or, or, or a, a figure of some sort. So whatever. Um, so it's pointing towards that. And, and obviously if that's Amit's Ushtabi, then that's going to point to Amit's tomb, which is what everybody's looking for. Yeah. So, so she, why, why don't we release a evil deity? Right. Well, not really evil. Just you know, misguided, Judge, misunderstood. <laughs> so issues. issues she's got issues yeah so Layla's upset because she thinks that Mark's trying to solo the 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 find um and and Steven's like look take the scarab I don't care you know um he goes I'm not Mark Spector and he he thinks she can help him but then we get a knock at the door, and it's cops, and the cops are there, and the and Stephen tries to like say, "Yeah, I, it's not, it's not a good time," and they burst in. Okay, cool. And they start looking around, <clears throat> and he thinks they're there because of the whole museum thing. And Layla crawled out a window to hide so that the cops don't find her. Very smart of, of Layla. Um. She's definitely smart, smarter than Steven. Yeah, yeah. And the cops say that he's got a stolen item. And they open the duffel bag and then they find the passport that's that's listed under Mark Spector, not Stephen Grant. And the cops say, okay, cool. You got a lot of cash. You got a fake passport. We're taking you in. And then they pull Mark Spector up in the Interpol database while they're in the car. And... There's a little bit of information there. Uh, he's wanted for questioning uh, regarding archaeological site homicides where I think six people were zip-tied and uh, shot in the back of the head. Execution style. And uh, they say he was a, he was part of a team of mercenaries. There's no reference to the team. So I, I'd be really interested to see who else is named on that team. And the assigned agent to that case is Nick Pepin. Now, Nick Pepin is the name of the production manager on Moon Knight. And <laughs> a longtime production guy on all the TV shows and a bunch of the movies. So, he's been around for a while. They decided to throw him a bone. So, that's cool. So, the cops pull into a dark side street. Definitely not the police station. And one of the cops adjusts the mirror and reveals the scales tattoo on his wrist. Oh boy, here we go. Uh, and so they leave the car. A girl, you know, uh, Stephen's locked in the car. A girl is playing soccer, and he's trying to get her attention to unlock the the door. She also has the tattoo. So okay, great. And Mark shows up in the reflection and says, 
dude, surrender control. I can take, I can take care of this. And Steven's like, I'm never going to give control again. Never going to sleep. Right. Yeah, because that's going to work. And while he says this stuff out loud, uh, turns out that that they could hear it on the walkie-talkie in the car. So Arthur, who happens to be there, uh, you know, gets Stephen out of the car and says to unlock his cuffs because he he thinks that he can help him or at least reason with him. So they're walking around and uh, he like Arthur realizes that Stephen's got voices in his head. And he understands it's Conchu. And he goes, I, I wonder if Conchu chose you because your mind was broken or it was so easy to break. Because he understands that he's hearing a bunch of different voices at this point. Right. Steven sees Conchu behind Arthur. And Conchu's like, kill him. You know, smash his windpipe. And they're doing a walk and talk a la um, Aaron Sorkin. And <laughs> I did. I did like that part because he, the other guy, just like, what is he? Do you hear him now? Is he telling you to kill me to smash my windpipe? Right. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so we find out that you know Arthur is saying that the people in this neighborhood now feel safe. Uh, they they sleep with their doors unlocked. It's it's basically a commune, right? It's just it's cult. Uh, okay cult commune whatever same thing uh, yeah uh apparently they all strive to learn three languages i'm not sure why that's important but it was interesting to note that whatever languages were spoken arthur understood so it just happens to be the three that he learned right right and, and so there was at least mandarin and uh spanish so right uh, i think there was something else in there too but i, I don't remember um so they're in the cafe, or the cafeteria of the commune, and uh, Arthur's trying to talk sense to Stephen, saying, look, Conchu throws tantrums, and the other gods don't like him, and, and then a big wind blows up, and, and, and Arthur's like, yeah, without your help, that's all he can do. Like, he really can't do much. Stephen asks if Arthur can hear Conchu, and Arthur says... Not anymore, uh, and explains that he was his former avatar. He was the original, well, not the original. He was the previous, previous. fist of Khonshu. And is that actually in the comics, or is that no, just for the show? No, not for Arthur, not at all. Okay. No, Arthur, uh, it, it's funny, Arthur, his his whole background was, he, he was a... Um, he was a minor character. I mean, it it was. He only showed up in like one comic, right? Uh, let's see. There were, yeah, yeah, one comic, one issue, <laughs> and and so he. It, it's it's really it's really weird why they chose him because he was you know he was he was a scientist. Conducting some experiments. And, um, like, he really wasn't even, like, a main character in this one issue. It was, it was a character called Dr. Grail. Um, so, I guess, 
I, I, I guess it's it's you know his in the comics his experiments were going to continue uh, in Paraguay. Well, great, but but like they're they're really like he has no powers uh, except he's he's a genius and um, his work in medicine led him to be nominated for a Nobel Prize. Well, at least that's the, something. The one thing they did seem to keep, maybe, it, well, a little bit, is he suffered from trigeminal neuralgia, which paralyzed the left side of his face um, and caused him a lot of pain. They kind of gave a bit of a handicap to Harrow as well. I, I don't know. I, it, it's it, it's a little It's a little weird. Clearly, though, a minor character that if they muck about with it, Nobody's going to care. Right. So, and it might be a conglomeration of other characters too. I just, I, I don't know who those would be yet. Cause I wasn't, I'm not that deeply familiar with the Moon Knight comics, particularly the early stuff. So, okay. So, um, we get back to the cafe and, and, and he explains that he used to be, you know, Conchu's avatar. Um, but Kanchu comes too late, is what he says. You know, Kanchu comes and he's vengeance after the fact because, well, that's what vengeance is. Yeah. <laughs> and Amit comes before the evil is done. She she eradicates the choice of evil. Well, that's just murder. Well, <laughs> so uh, Harrow brings up the scarab, and while when he brings it up, people are surrounding them. And Stephen's like, I don't have it. You know, it's, I don't have it on me. And Mark is saying, don't tell, don't tell who's got it. And Harrow is trying to appeal to Mark. Stephen's questioning. Uh, well, Steve, Stephen keeps talking, but but you know, he's getting these voices from everywhere now. Um, Stephen is questioning, prejudging people, and he goes, well, so what? Like children? You know, you you kill the children before they've done anything. Thirty years in the future, or whatever. And Harrow goes, sometimes the cure is a little taste of the disease. Everybody always, you know, fantasize about going back in time and killing baby Hitler, right? Right, exactly. But, but, but you actually kill the baby? Yeah, that's that's the whole thing, right? And so Stephen draws the line at child child murder, and um, Harrow goes, hey. Well, I'm glad to know he's got limits. Yeah, no kidding, right? He goes, hey, uh... To he, Harrow asks Stephen, "Hey, do you, you know you know what this cane is?" And he goes, "It's it's Amit's gift to her first avatar, and it starts glowing a little purple. And purple glowing in the Marvel universe is never a good thing. No, um, no. <laughs> so it, it usually means dimensional rift of some sort, which kind of would work in this case. Um, so well, that that and." You know, per, the the purple's been for for the dark magic stuff, right? Because uh, right. Agatha, and, right? Know, they've been using purple for that. But yeah, the the rifts in uh, uh, No Way Home, right? And they could be one and the same. I mean, the dark magic yeah. could be c- pulling power from another dimension. You know that kind <laughs> absolutely. Of thing. So and more more than likely it is right, right. So they're going back and forth, and he's wanting to know where the scarab is. Layla shows up and goes, "Oh, you're talking about this." And oh, brilliant, um, just brilliant. Kanchu is yelling at Mark to fix this. Uh, Layla is saying, 
okay, dude, summon the suit. And Steven's like, oh, what? <laughs> so I don't have a suit. <laughs> she gives Steven the scarab and they start running. Uh, so Arthur stomps the cane on the ground, which releases the purple evil energy. And a hole shows up in the in the in the cobblestone and the, that jackal thing comes out. So uh Layla's really trying to get Mark to come out and says to get the suit on. Steven's losing his mind because people are yelling at him. He refuses to let him out. Jackal bursts through the doors and pushes Steven out the window. Because they, they had tried to hide in a room. Layla can't see the, the jackal. Nobody can see the jackal. But it definitely pushes Steven out the window. And Conchu is yelling at Steven as he's falling. Summon the suit. And Steven starts yelling, suit, suit, suit. <laughs> and he, and he summoned a suit. And he summoned a suit. He lands on the ground in kind of a superhero landing. Uh, almost, yeah. Almost <laughs> with uh, the Mr. Knight suit. Which is a dapper white, all white suit with uh, the Moon Knight head covering, sort of, and no hood. Um, and the shoes, uh, instead of just being regular loafers, they look like they're wrapped in bandages, as kind of an homage back to the original suit. He looked pretty good. It's a good looking suit. It is a good looking suit. It really is. Um, and so, Mark, in a reflection, He's talking to Steven. He goes, "The hell are you wearing?" <laughs> he goes, he "I don't know." He goes, "I don't know how this shit works." <laughs> <laughs> and the jackal falls on Steven, and Layla gets down to the street, and Steven gets up, and and after he gets hit, he goes to grab a bumper to try to get up, and notices that he crushed the bumper in his in his hand. So the suit gives him power. Um, and so Steven isn't fighting; he's running. Uh. The jackal is lifting Steven up into the air by his neck. Layla, all she sees is Steven floating in the air. So she throws a bottle at the jackal, even though he, she can't see him. Even though he's invisible, he has substance. So there's, there's, you know, he can be affected by real world things. So the jackal picks her up. And Mark is like going, give me control, give me control. And Steven's going, no, I think I got this. Because he realizes he's stronger. And he starts, in a very cringy scene, like jumping around, going, float like a butterfly, sting like a bee. Um, So he he punches the jackal. He realizes that that he's stronger than he thought. And he starts celebrating. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure that's the first time he ever punched anything. And and didn't hurt his (laughs) hand or something. Um, So... He he starts celebrating, and the jackal kicks him across the road near a bus, and the bus has the GRC logo on it. <laughs> um, also, we see a top-down view of the bus, and on, on like a, on a lot of buses, there are um, number and letter markings on top of the bus to identify which bus it is and everything. And the the bus says WBN zero zero three two, which is Werewolf by Night. Issue thirty-two, <laughs> of uh, course, of course. So they love doing that because they'll do that with buses. They'll do that with light and car license plates and yep. you know, stuff like that. Yeah, whenever there are numbers, there's there's all kinds of stuff they can do. Well, so. 
Whenever you get like a zoom in of it, you know it means something. It, yeah, they can't take them all out, but like if they focus on one, you know it, it's for something. Right. So, Stephen and the Jackal are fighting, and they get hit by a car. <laughs> um, Stephen gets up, and his the mask is off. Like it's like he ripped the mask off, but he's still wearing the rest of the suit. Um. He looks in a reflection. Mark is there. And Steven goes, okay, fine. I'm going to give you control, but just for now. Mark gets control. The regular Moon Knight suit transforms to itself. And here we go. Mark leads the Jackal out of the populated area. They go up to the roof, start running across rooftops. We get that view of Moon Knight jumping across the street from one building to another that we see in the trailers. Um, they get to a point where Mark and J the Jackal start scrapping, jump off a building, and Mark twists in midair, takes the Jackal, and impales him on what is kind of a pyramid structure on a stage. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and the ja the Jackal disintegrates into dust. Um, so was it dust or was it sand? Eh, it could have been sand, right? I mean. So he then starts searching his pockets and realizes, oh, I don't have the scarab. I must have dropped it. And the scarab was picked up by some dude in the street. Harrow finds that dude and says, yeah, that's mine. And Harrow gets it from him and takes his hand and does his scale thing with him, sucks the life force out of him, dude's dead. See, that's just murder. That's not judgment. Well, you know, maybe he was a bad guy. Who knows? Um, <laughs> so uh, now we're just making excuses. Right? Yeah. No kidding. Um, <laughs> so Mark hears Stephen for a change in a reflection, and Stephen's like, "It is horrible here. What? What's? Did you have to do this all the time?" He goes, "Ah, you get used to it." And Stephen says, "Yeah, no, I'm not doing this. So I'm going to take the body back." And Steven can't do it. He's not strong enough to be able to do that. And Mark says, look, once I'm done, you'll never see me again. The cool thing about this conversation is that Mark and Steven are talking. Steven's in a reflection in a in like a cracked mirror. So it's just, it shows him being all fractured, um, which is interesting. Um, and it's probably on purpose, right? To show just the yeah. disjointed identities um mark uh, steven keeps like pestering him and mark's telling him to shut up and he starts kicking the reflection um conchu shows up and he, he says dude you you swore he wouldn't interfere talking about steven and he and he's like i'll take care of it he won't you know and conchu's like look your body belongs to me you you were all but a corpse when i found you and he goes look we'll get to we'll, you know the scarab's gone but we'll get to amit's tomb first and Kanchu says look if if we get to the point where you and i part you may not like my next candidate as near and dear as she is to you so he's clearly got his eyes set on layla as the next avatar which, yeah, which is what Mark is trying to prevent from happening. Which part of me wants to see, though. <laughs> right? Yeah. Having her as Moon Knight might be really cool. Um, so, uh, 
he goes, okay, uh, we got to go. And he goes, well, where are we going to go? He goes, where do you think? And wake up the next morning. No, we, we find uh, Mark drinking in a hotel room, pretty much at the end of the bottle. He, he gets up, stumbles to the window, opens the, the curtains, and we're in Egypt, folks. Uh, and we see the pyramids in the distance. Fade to black credits. Um, no surprise that we were going to end up in, in Egypt, right? I mean, yeah, that's absolutely. pretty obvious. Um, I, so far, still really like where this is going. I don't know where that's it's some seriously fast going. travel. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know really where it's going, right? <clears throat> we don't really know what the ultimate thing is. Uh, does Amit get released? Does Is it all about just preventing Amit? I mean, do we have another four episodes of that? I don't know. Um, do we get Jake Lockley? Uh, would what? Well, I'm, I think we get Jake Lockley. Whatever we're going, they're going for. I'm along for the ride. I really like what they've done so far. Yeah, this um, episode didn't feel as Legion like to me. Yeah, uh, but that's because it was easier to follow, right? <laughs> it wasn't bonkers. I mean, it was bonkers, no question. But we did find out some things, right? We found out that the um, the that at least the jackal um wasn't a figment of his imagination yeah it's right? just invisible it's just <laughs> invisible um and we don't know what the rules are why is it invisible to most people is it invisible to arthur we don't know i would guess not because uh, well, because of his ties, I really don't know. Because he can't see Conchu. Right. So, And neither can anybody else. So, I, I don't know. It's very strange. Um, where does Layla fit in on all of it? Uh, at what point is she going to understand what the situation is? Um, it's it's very, very odd. Because you, you, know, you would think that she's married to Mark. He, may have, he probably would have told her about the multiple identities, but... Apparently not. Apparently, apparently not. Right. <laughs> so, um, I do hope that we get a little bit more information on uh, Mark's history and his mercenary life. I'd like to like to see a little bit of, a little bit of that. Yeah, that'd be fun. Um, but other than Duchamp, I don't know who else we would see from the Marvel universe. Uh, I don't know the comics enough to, to know who he was uh, associated with. Well, they're certainly not going to uh, show any of his teammates, right? Any Anybody that, that he was um, associated with. like Because he, he was part of the Avengers at one point, West Coast Avengers, and, and I think the Defenders even. I don't think we're going to get that. Um, I I don't know if we. I don't know if we see um, where he actually lives in the United States, because yeah, probably not. Yeah, because he is. I mean, 
yeah, there's there's just too there's too many there's too many possibilities there. Um, so uh, I don't know. It, it'll be interesting to see what we actually see. Um, the interesting thing too is Stephen in the comics is supposed to be a millionaire. Clearly, because he's basically the MCU version of you know crazy Batman. Uh, right. But clearly the Steven persona is not a millionaire. No, no. Um, there's, a, so there's another side character. So we talk about Duchamp. We talk about Crawley. There's another side character, a diner owner named Gina Landers. Um, and... There's another character that I do remember from the comics. Her name was Marlene, and she was uh, a longtime lover of Mark's, uh, which I suppose might show up somehow. We'll Um, see. And yeah, it's. But he, you know, he was really he was associated with. I'll, you know, it was really the a lot of different groups. Um, I don't think we've seen anything like that. Um, West Coast Avengers, no. He was even associated. I, I don't with, think so. With the Infinity Crusade, we're not seeing any, anything like that. I mean, yeah, I I don't think they're gonna go in that route. Right, right. Um. Yeah, we'll we'll see. We'll see. But uh it's going to be interesting. Do we see some of his mercenary life? Could be. Well they they already alluded at least a little bit to it, so I wouldn't be surprised if they brought that up. Who they could be bringing up, bringing in is uh Bushman. Hmm, okay. Uh because Bushman was well it's Raul Bushman but he's been known as you know other other names but he he was in Egypt at one point so that could be a surprise uh enemy wouldn't surprise me if they pull somebody like that in uh so I don't know It'll be interesting. We, we, we it's only six episodes, right? We've got four uh, two already done, so we're a third of the way through, and so we'll uh, we'll see how that goes. Any other thoughts on the episode? I'm just looking forward to it. It's 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 ramping up real quick. Like, I think you have to with six episodes. Yeah, with six episodes, <laughs> you really have to get into it real fast. But like, you know, there's no like, oh, let's talk about his background for twenty minutes. Right. At least not yet. Right. So, um, so I'm I'm really enjoying the pace of it. it it's it's different. It's uh, you know, it's moving really well. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. All right, and with that, we will end this episode. Sen, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me every morning on Twitch.tv/senraven for some uh, Marvel Strike Force gameplay, some music, come hang out, and just have a good time. 
Cool, and I can be found everywhere at VO by Kurt on Twitch, Twitter, Instagram, uh, uh, TikTok. Uh, and uh, yeah, check out my stuff. And we will see you guys next week. Have a good one. Ready?